the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program, hey, it's brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop in and see them. They have beautiful. This is where we got our tree. We got our Christmas tree. Actually, trees this year. We tried something different. We went with two smaller trees and have them in two different rooms instead of the one large tree. Uh, but they have beautiful balsam, Frasier, fir cut trees. It's Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's worth the ride. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. And then also their website is prmaterials.com. Dot shop, but they have uh, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inches to 60 inches. They have mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping cut greens. They also have decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts. Gift certificates are available. They're open every day. Uh, and this is Christmas, you know, Christmas headquarters, PR, landscape materials, and garden center. So, folks, it's John DePietro in. It's Wednesday. It's December 16th. And obviously, uh, all eyes are on this big uh, snow snowstorm that's headed our way. I, I just want to remind people, you know, the timing of this, um, as far as keeping people off the roads, and, and you want to stay off the road if you can. Think about this. It's 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 set to hit um, a winter alert, w- winter storm warning, heavy snow on the way. But think about this. It's going to start, like, later tonight and go into the night. <laughs> and then, and then uh, tomorrow morning, it should be gone. So... If everyone could just, this is another example to me. If everyone could just stay off the roads, say, now with the pause, you're supposed to be home at, what, 8, 10 o'clock? So if people just, like, don't go out and then go home, if everyone is off the roads, it sounds like from 12 to 12, meaning 12 midnight to 12 noon on Thursday, um, that that it's going to be fine. 
so and I think think people have gotten better about that. But when you're talking about, you know, up up near Worcester, basically twelve to fifteen inches in in the area, uh, obviously, and also the Woonsocket area, Cumberland, that's right around the same thing, twelve to fifteen. And then uh, into the Providence area, more like, well, a foot, which is still a, a tremendous amount of snow. But, folks, it's like everything else. If people would just, at this point, whenever we have the first storm, people seem to be, you know, forgetting, like, how to deal with it. If everyone would just, like, chill out, stay home, and when you're going to get a foot of snow on the ground, and uh, and then just let the crews do their work, and then, uh, and then a lot of people aren't going out anyway because of COVID. So everyone ideally should be in good shape so but you want to listen to the forecast and uh, pay attention and the good news about this now this is so early i mean it's it is early in the season for us to have this type of big snowstorm like this um especially now i feel like again as if the stores the retailers the restaurants as if they couldn't get hit with another challenge but it's going to be a significant storm and then Friday and Saturday are actually going to be pretty cold. Friday's going to be cold down to like 12 degrees. So now next week it starts to warm up and melt a little bit. And then as we go through the week, but the snow's going to be here for a while. And then, uh, so you just, you want to be cautious, but it's, this is not like a maybe, this is definitely a winter storm warning. And in Northern Rhode Island could be as much as a foot of snow. So you just want to be careful of that. And then we'll also um, follow all the, the news that is is going on now. I know that the president is, uh, President Trump is is really going after Mitch McConnell. But Mitch McConnell's going to run the Senate. I, I think Mitch McConnell's been a good ally, strong ally to President Trump. Um, that had been, I think, good relationship. I respect Mitch McConnell a lot. Remember, the most important thing here is to keep the Senate. And so I think it's a little unfair they're going after him because he then just acknowledged and basically welcomed. Joe Biden as the president-elect. Uh, he is the head of the Senate. I know some people are upset about that, but McConnell is going to run the Senate. But two of the headlines that I do uh, notice that I want to touch on, and, and um, one of the things is this, uh, and again, I'm not a sports show, but this player for the Milwaukee Bucks has signed a record contract. He's the, uh, they call him the Freak Greek or the Big Greek. He's um Giannis, he seems like just a tremendous player. This is the beauty of the NBA where they have the salary cap. So it doesn't matter where you play, you can make huge money. So it doesn't matter whether you're in LA, doesn't matter whether you're in New York, or in this case, Milwaukee. But he has signed a five-year, $228 million, including an opt-out after the fourth year, full five-year, Supermax, $228 million contract. I mean, it is just absolutely, think about that. Think about that. Think of everything that's going on. And then something like that, to me, it just makes you step back. Like, how much is he going to get? $228 million over five years. I'm not sure exactly. I could go into detail how much of that is is guaranteed. But that's um, that's one of those things that, I mean, that you, you, you're talking about, $45 million a year to play basketball. The other story that we are going to watch is uh, AOC is at it. And folks, this is, you know, if if it becomes President-elect Biden, I, the party is just going to focus on that. There's going to be a lot of infighting and division 
within the Democrat Party. This is not going to be easy for uh, for anybody, for Biden or anyone. But AOC takes direct aim at Pelosi and Schumer and says, we need new leadership in the Democrat Party. So you think of the two of them are finally looking forward what they feel they're going to have a chance to work. They've, they've gone through four years with President Trump. And now AOC, the leader of the squad, said basically feels that they failed to get a next generation of younger lawmakers and feel they need new leadership. So this is one of those things, folks. They're going to have tremendous infighting. And my advice to the Trump people is just, listen, if it didn't, if it stays the way it is, unless there's some dramatic change, um, like everyone else, I, I, yeah, of course, I think that that the Biden people, there's no way I believe that this was a normal election. But at the same time, unless you come up with something, um, things are going to change. But I want to remind you, now listen, with this snow, if you're in an accident, keep this number handy, West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. So listen, over the next 24 to 48 hours, if someone you know, if they're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. They're going to work for you or your family or your coworker not the insurance company. They'll repair your vehicle. If you're in an auto accident, especially with the snow and the first storm of the season, there's a lot of accidents. Call West Fountain Auto Body. They'll repair it. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once in a lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, 
It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2, a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining me right now from the Boston Globe, covering Rhode Island, is Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan, uh, as we are speaking right now, um, Jeff Britt will be teleconferenced in from Florida. Apparently, Judge Procassini will have his, the Globe had uh, great coverage of the trial. And um, I'm just wondering if you have heard anything leading into uh, this morning with the decision with Judge Procassini and or do you think we should, should we read anything into the fact that he's not making him come back, that he could do it from Florida? Any thoughts? Well, you and I are on the same page on that. When I when I saw that he was was not uh, not coming in, I thought boy, maybe that, 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 that could mean something, right? Potentially that means that there's a scenario where, where, uh, you know, he's not going to be hauled off to prison, let's say, or, or something like that. But, you know, I'd be hesitant to over speculate on, on that. What yeah. I would say is uh, today's a really big day. I think more than anybody else for Peter Nerona, because yeah. on one hand, Peter Nerona could, if he, if Jeff Brady is convicted, then Peter Nerona once again is the you know the one law enforcement person who really uh, you know go, goes after the politicians and gets results. We saw it in his time as U.S. Attorney, uh, and we've seen it to some degree in his time as AG. But this is the most high-profile test. On the other hand, if there's a scenario where Jeff Britt is not convicted of uh, particularly of the felony of the money of the money laundering charge. This there's going to become lots of questions about, you know, was this overcharged? Was this just, you know, kind of an effort to make everybody uncomfortable? Um, so I think there, there will be that sort of speculation. So I think it's a really big day. I, I would imagine that Peter Nerona, you know, a guy who's been in court many, many times. And obviously he didn't handle this case directly, but uh, I would imagine that he's paying special attention to today's verdict. Or That's an excellent assessment. And not only that, it, let's just say, the whole thing gets tossed in a sense, or Brit is a slap on the wrist. It, it, I, I think it'd be tough to argue that this did not impact the election for Speaker Mattiello, who was then defeated. And the fact that you know this this trial happened right in October, right in the thrust of it. And Barbara Fenton Fung, I think she made a, you know, she she made a lot out of it, and uh, and made absolutely, and, you know, took took advantage of it, and a couple lifted some things, especially about the fact they were visiting, uh, or I should say. Uh, 
kind of following doing some yeah. with Steve well, Bryant. If, if you're Nick Mattiello today and 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 Jeff Britt is cleared, yeah. let's say he's, let's say he's cleared of the money laundering charge. If if I'm in the Nick Mattiello camp, uh, then my story for the rest of my life is I was robbed of my of my of the speaker's office. Right, Whether it's true or not. That will be the 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 message from them, and it will be at there will be at least some legitimacy to it because it it did play a major. I mean, all the stories we wrote leading up to or, or you know during the trial, and we wrote a big story right after the trial. I mean, everything centered on how this could be the end of of Nick Mattiello's uh, you know political career. Now, of course, you and I both agree, and I think you and I both agreed for a really long time on this. Barbara Ann Fenton Fung was a very good candidate. She yes. may very well have won that race, you know, even if there was, uh, even if this was completely squeaky clean. But uh, again, if you're in Camp Mattiello, you're gonna, you're looking for excuses. You still are looking for excuses, and this could be a, a one. By the way, ironically, <laughs> uh, Nick Mattiello's farewell uh, in the House of Representatives will happen later today. That's uh, right. You know, he'll he'll be he'll be there to you know to vote on the budget and you know, get the send off that, that outgoing politicians get. So it's very interesting, very, very interesting dynamic. You know, great. Um, and folks, again, uh, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, you know, great observation that it, it is a big day for Peter Nerona, who I think, you know, he's a smart guy. He's a very calculating guy. Um, Peter's a very cautious individual. And I, I mean all of that in a good sense. You don't want to be Jim Comey. You don't want to be that, uh, you know, forever that you are the one that because of you and you decided to go after Speaker Mattiello, um, much like Comey with the emails, uh, that because of that, then you knocked him out. Because say what you want, Mattiello, he's still a powerful guy. He still has a lot of chits out there. He still has yeah. a lot of favors well, owed to him. And, and, John, don't forget. I mean, look, we're all speculating. It may not happen in two years. But Peter Nerona, for, for lots of good reason, is, is widely considered a rising star within the Democratic yep. Party in Rhode Island. He could very, cons- by the way, I say we're, we're not thinking this two years because he shut it down. He could easily be a candidate for governor two years from now. He could certainly be a candidate, you know, six years from now or 10 years from now. But he is a player. And part of the Peter Nerona narrative is, the, you know, one of the reasons he ran for AG was I'm a guy who got stuff done. I wasn't afraid yeah. to take on Gordon Fox. I wasn't afraid to take on those guys in North Providence. And, and so this, you know, this is kind of part of his story. And again, one way this could, you know, he looks like a knight in shining armor again. The other way, it, it does hurt him a little bit. And, and then you wonder, you know, the next time a politician gets in trouble, does the argument become, you know, to the reporters, you and I start talking about, well, is he, you know, is he going to get this one right? Or is he going to get it wrong? So those are all things that, that do happen, that, that, that will happen and do happen. Yep. Uh, and they'll be on his mind, I think. Yes. Um, let's I want to um, touch on your thoughts on just where you think Governor Governor Armando is at right now. I mean, I think obviously a very challenging uh, period of time from you think of what happened with the HHS thing. And then the next week, Rhode Island, number one in the nation as far as, uh, you know, COVID and coming down with that. And then you have the situation with Director Smiley testing positive, Dr. Scott testing positive. The governor is quarantined right now. And then the governor also had uh Two high kind of high profile situations. One of them, that photo of her out at the yep. wine and paint Friday night, and then uh, and also, I got to admit that that was a little unusual being in the parking lot, Gina in the car, <laughs> as they were saying. Um, 
uh, and the Globe again had great coverage on all of that, Dan McGowan. Well, well, think about this, John. I mean, you know, July. Let's say July first or or September first. Uh, Gina Raimondo, whether you like her or not, was riding pretty high, right? Things. Oh were yeah. Looking, things were looks like she, you know, took a, you know, got us through the first wave of the pandemic. Uh, remember, early September, she's the kind of the star because she, the, you know she's the Democrat that's willing to send the kids to school. Um, you know, she's as popular or, or, you know, as popular as she's certainly ever been. So looking really good. And then, you know, in the last couple of weeks, um, it's just been blow after blow. I mean, certainly, of course, the most serious and the most real problem is, you know, COVID cases being out of control. But, you know, you get passed up for the HHS secretary, uh, your name yesterday is in the mix for the transportation secretary. That's going to go to Mayor Pete P- uh, P- Buttigieg. Like you're, you're not, you've had kind of blow after blow and things do. They, you know, we're about to get a snowstorm, right? It's the snowball effect. Uh, you, you really start to, uh, it starts to kind of pack on top of each other. I think she's got a situation now where, um, you know, th- there's a reason why people are, are taking a picture of her and kind of uh, being very critical. I saw you, you defended her in some ways. And I, and I thought you were, you were right. As I generally do you, you know, she's allowed to go out. She's encouraged people to go out to restaurants to be safe. But again, it's more of the feeling of Rhode Islanders. And I think people are very frustrated with her. So I think she's had a tough couple of weeks. And the scary thing is you don't see it really going anywhere uh, or, or changing anytime soon. Right. We've seen cases kind of tick down just a little bit. But, uh, you know, we're still we're going to have another week. We're, we're into another week of the pause. And so uh, I, I think things are building for the governor. She, she, she's certainly had a couple of bad weeks. I do wonder if she's still a candidate for one of these uh, cabinet level jobs. And, you know, the, the more pressure that builds here, you know, does the, is the next one that gets offered. Does that sound like the lifeline that she's going to want and, and maybe, and maybe yes. take off? Yeah, it's amazing how fast it can kind of explode. And uh, the last time I saw something like this, I mean, Friday night, it suddenly was just exploded with that photo. Now, in the letter of the law, the governor was following the guidelines, but the optics just were not good. People, I think, are also confused because there's different variations of it, plus the pause. I haven't seen that type of like outrage explode like that since um, and go viral since it was that the night of the biggest protest where then she showed up to put the, shut the thing down and then, you know, didn't have the mask. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to see, but the New York times, they, they, you know, there it is in print and it's the New York times and two, you know, very good reporters. They, they said that two made the quote was candidate for the health position, HHS governor, Gina Raimondo faced resistance from labor leaders in her state, at least two major unions council 94. And then they mentioned AFT expressed forceful opposition to uh, Mrs. Uh, Ms. Ramondo with Biden. Now, Dan McGowan, I'm thinking out there, you still have those, uh, the American Federation teachers. The Providence teachers still don't have a contract. They're not even close to a contract. Um, have you heard much about this that maybe once again, that um, on this particular one, that that perhaps that, uh, that those two particular unions, especially AFT kind of, raised or made their voices heard with the Biden um, transition team? Yes. In fact, I can somewhat break a little bit of news or at least co-sign a little bit of news here with you. 
Um, I talked directly with folks at the AFT National, Randy Weingarten, uh, uh, not directly with her, but with a, a top staffer yesterday. And they did, in fact, confirm that, yes, they were asked about Governor Raimondo by the Biden administration. Um, and they put it a little more delicately than the, the Times did. They said she that Randy uh, kind of uh, laid out both pros and cons of the governor. Um, and they expressed some level of frustration, at least to me, uh, about the way it was, you know, kind of pitched as uh, uh, that, that, you know, AFT directly killed her nomination. Um, the, the way it was put to me was if Randy Weingarten wanted to kill somebody's nomination, she would do it and she would do it publicly. That said, uh, there is there is certainly truth. And, and uh, again, she, she was asked about it. She didn't. Uh, she certainly did not, uh, uh, you know, sing the governor's praises. And I think that's a real uh, a real challenge. And remember, for the governor here, you know, for all the, the you know, rising moderate star in the Democratic Party, for all those, the accolades that she gets, Joe Biden owes her nothing, right? She is, right. She is somebody who he may, she may very well have impressed in the, you know, in her uh, vice presidential interviews, things like that. But at the end of the day, he still has to kind of make good. He's clearly aligning himself with, uh, he's been getting criticized for this with a lot of former Obama people. So he's kind of getting the old gang back together. And then you start to go down a list of what do I owe people? Well, Mayor Pete, you cert- I mean, drops out of the race uh, when he's still a viable contender. You owe him something. You owe lots of people who have been supporters of yours for far longer than Gina Raimondo. And so I think what happens here is Gina Raimondo is, you know, thought of very highly. They, they put her on the list for, you know, for a handful of different jobs. But as you know, whenever there, if there's going to be labor opposition, if there's going to be opposition anywhere, they start to think about it and they and they weigh the the pros and cons here. It's it's not like she's you know they want to fight to the death for Gina Raimondo, and I think that's the challenge she has right now. Mm, boy, that is an excellent point. And on top of that, look at the two other. I mean, the names mentioned for transportation were Rahm Emanuel. Right. And then also her, but Mayor Pete, you're right. And he was also a very uh, good advocate for Biden out on the stump. And Mayor Pete makes news. Yep. First openly gay cabinet secretary. That's right, which they right love. Now, don't, don't underestimate They love. That. Yep. That's, oh, I can't underestimate it at all. That is an excellent point that is making news. We're going to um, ask Dan McGowan a little bit more if he could shed some light with this conversation with Randy Weingarten. Folks, it's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe with John DePietro right here on the John DePietro Show. A lot more ahead. Quick break. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. 
It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible Akai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, now you have my attention. You had a conversation with uh, American Federation teachers leader, very powerful, influential Randy Weingarten. Um, what? Well, I'm just curious her thoughts on that we're coming also close to the deadline where the education commissioner said she's prepared to do something very dramatic regarding the Providence teachers contract, which they don't have. Well, uh, anything you can tell us about that? Yeah. So I'll tell you the, the, the way, the reason I reached out wasn't just to confirm the New York times story. It was to ask the question of, is this about it, it, Whenever people nationally criticize the governor, it's always, of course, I mean, when it comes to labor, it, it's always about the pensions, right? Cause that's the most, high profile things he's ever done, um, you know, since she's, since she's been elected to office. And so the reason I wanted to reach out was I wanted a little bit of clarity on, was this pension, is this just payback for 10 years ago or nine years ago, or is this more related to the Providence, you know, the Providence school situation and just sort of her overall, uh, not just the takeover, but the way she's handled the, you know, school reopening, things like that. And that was made very clear to me that it is far more about more recent issues, the Providence takeover, the, 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 yep. the school reopening. It's not that they, they all have long memories. Of course, they, they don't love what she did with pension reform, but it's much more timely to fight a Providence school takeover situation. You know, the thing is, is that the governor knew, I mean, the governor knew a year ago that she was going to have some problems when it, with labor when it comes, especially the teachers unions, when it comes to, this school takeover to her credit uh, and potentially to her demise, she has stood strong, right? She sticks with the commissioner. 
Um, I know that, by the way, the governor's office was not particularly thrilled that the commissioner kind of drew a line in the sand and said, hey, you know, January 1st. But that that timeline is now out there. And uh, yeah. they are I mean, they they were in negotiations. They'll be in negotiations again tomorrow. But I talked to people here last week who were involved in those teachers contract negotiations. And they say, look, now we are operating off of a, a January 1st kind of timeline not not because uh, you're going to wake up on what's the first Monday, January 3rd or January 4th, and, and you're going to see a sudden shift. But if you don't get something even remotely close to done or you don't see some sort of breakthrough on the contract, I think that's where you're going to start to see the state really kind of ramp up its effort to um, potentially take this thing to court or unilaterally make a change. And make no mistake about it, it circles all the way back, as you have pointed out the entire way, all of these, when when it comes to teachers, while yes, it's being negotiated locally, the AFT and Randy Weingarten have a close eye on this. And so they do not like the idea of a state threatening to potentially, you know, to, to unilaterally change a contract. They think, you know, to them, that that is something that happens in Texas, not in Rhode Island. Uh, and they're very nervous about that. And so I think they have reason to be pretty concerned about the governor. What did you make of uh, Mirabeth Calabro's comments when it came out that basically the way I understand it, that really they haven't accomplished anything. Uh, the union, they again, these are they are professional negotiators. There's no one better at this game than they are. But the uh, so far, it's the only ones making money, the lawyers. Yeah. And her, her reaction was... Wow, a million, one million dollars. We could have bought a lot of Chromebooks and other supplies with that type of money. They start to wear you down. Dave McGowan, have you heard any progress made? None whatsoever. Um, and I should tell you, you know, we, we reported last week that yes, the, the lawyers for for the Providence slash state side have made now a mil, have been paid a million dollars, most of it, more than eight hundred ninety nine thousand of it, going towards these contract negotiations. And here's the thing: you nailed the quote here. Look, Mary Beth Calabro and union negotiators are very intelligent, right? That quote is exactly what you want the public to see, right? You want the public to say, boy, they care about the books and they care about the Chromebooks. That was a strategic quote. And, you know, you could argue with me, you say, well, should you have printed it? It, It's a legitimate quote. It's a, it's a fine, you know, you got to go to them for a quote. And that's what she said. Um, The thing is, is that you know, you see these numbers and by the way, you know, if you talk to anyone in the state, any, talk to any municipality, talk to any chief executive, everyone for the most part has been through some heated labor negotiation. All of them would say never paid even close to a million, they never paid close to probably half a million dollars, you know, for, for, for outside lawyers. And the only thing I could think here is, and this is a legitimate point is if you're if you're the state, you want to have a, a top-notch lawyer. Since Adler Pollock, there's you know probably the best-known law firm in the state. You want to have them from day one until the end day, right? So they bring them on to, to help take to you know craft the law that takes over the state or craft the policy that takes over the the, the, the city, um, and then you have them at the table throughout negotiations. And the reason why you do that is because. When you eventually do end up in court, when you do make that big unilateral change, now you don't have to hire a law firm that has to, you know, get on the ground training or on the job training, right? That's the argument. But boy, 
I talked to a lot of people in Providence in particular, a lot of, you know, Alors administration types are looking at this and saying, God, you know, we know we couldn't get anything done, but at least we didn't spend a million dollars doing it. That's right. And Bob Brooks is a fantastic a- attorney. Yeah. You know, it just reminds me of Dan McGowan. Again, folks, it's the John Petro Show. Speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Right now on Netflix, it's very popular. I've seen it, The Queen's yep. Gambit. And uh, because of that, um, it's, you know, chess right now was very popular. And my people are kind of locked down. And and I used to play it. I, I, because of that, I, I actually have actually started playing again online. And I play different people than you play the computer. But to me... If anyone wonders about the unions, especially the teachers unions, they are chess players. They are. This is not a game of checkers. They are. If you make one wrong move, they know, you know, it goes rook to queen four. I mean, they are just there's no one better at it. And right now, this would have to be something dramatic because I don't see them doing anything. And Calabro and company, plus they have the evergreen situation, plus you have the lockdown the state, I'll tell you, Dave McGowan, the state has really everything going against it right now. And the, this is going to be two years in the spring since that John Hopkins report. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that you, you st- there, there's a part of you that says, and I think it's fair, is you say, well, a pandemic got in the way of this. And so I get it to some degree. I get, okay, the state hasn't really done very much. There is part of that. But the one thing you could get done, and the one thing that the pandemic has actually not gotten really in the way of are these negotiations. They've had negotiations yeah. throughout and they have gotten You're nowhere right. with them. Now it's hard. You're right. I mean, the, 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 the labor organized labor, exactly right. When it comes to contract negotiations is playing chess. And the truth is it's very hard to find anybody out there who, you know, who can really give strong management advice. It's why you go to these lawyers yeah. and, and you named it, but Bob Brooks is one of the best lawyers in the state, particularly on labor issues, but it's a hard thing. Who do you go? I mean, what, what mayor or what former mayor or what former finance director do you go to to say, boy, you really knew how to, you know, negotiate. There aren't that many out there. Um, and, and so I, I think it is, I, I, I think the unions, as you have said all along, it, the unions play a long game here. They know, the, you oh, know, yeah. the governor could be gone next week for all we know. And and, and, and yep. the commissioner, you know, potentially follows right after that. And I, I think it's, it's it's a tough situation. By the way, you know, in that event, and I'm just, you know, speculating here, we all think, boy, if Dan McKee were to slip in and become the governor for a little while, you know, he's he tends to be very pro-charter school. He, you know, has a reputation for taking on the unions to some degree. But let me tell you something. If Dan McKee becomes the governor for a year and a half, two years, the last thing on his mind is going to be fighting with the Providence Teachers Union, right? That's not going to become exactly a priority. Right. He's going to, you know, not at all. Right. For what? Why would you ever do that? It's not your, it's not no your battle. So this is, this is no. tough. I, I think the, I think Rhode Island and, and Providence has a real, uh, I, I think they're up against it right now. And, and I don't know where, where the solution comes from, except that I do believe it will at some point end up maybe next spring in court some, uh, somewhere. Yeah, and if you're Dan McKee, if you, you blame Alorza, Mayor Alorza, and you blame <laughs> Gina Raimondo and just give them what they want. Folks, quick break. There's some uh, tremendous stories in the Globe. Again, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe won the John DePietro Show, and it's all ahead next. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. 
Preferred is also female owned and operated by Christine along with her husband, Mark Levy. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com, as well as Facebook, Preferred Towing. They can also, you know, they buy older vintage cars, maybe it's from the 60s, 70s. Maybe you have one, it's been sitting in, in your garage for who knows how long, the last 15 years, and you keep saying, you know, someday I'm going to restore that, but how about instead call today, 401 401- 725-8500. Call for a fair offer today. It's Preferred Towing in Recovery located in Lincoln, 401-725-8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely and securely. Preferred Towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 401- Four three one twenty three hundred. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. I love this story. You wrote Latino doctor, first person in Rhode Island to get the COVID nineteen vaccine, and now he wants to be an example for his community. Take us inside this and uh, what was an historic uh, day in the yeah. This was a you know, John. I'm not a uh, uh, you know. I don't get chills when I'm covering stories very often. I'm not that emotional of a person. But when you're sitting in the room watching the first person get this vaccine, it was it was a cool sight to see. And this doctor, uh, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Christian, I believe it's Arbuez, um, you know, yep. such a good story. He, he He's a guy, here's a guy who... Moves here from with his family from Columbia when he's 10 years old, moves to Texas, first in his family to go to college. And he, he I walked into to the Lifespan building or Rhode Island Hospital the other day and we start talking and I could tell, you know, for a guy who he, he knew, right, he of course knew he was going to be the first one. He was nervous. He was nervous. He was, uh, he wanted to make sure that he had the right message, you know, for a community that has been particularly hardly hit, uh, hard hit, right? You and I have talked about it. 
there are weeks, in, including the most recent weeks, where Latino Hispanics are, are more, are three and sometimes two and three times more likely to be getting uh, testing positive than the white population or than the black population in, in Rhode Island. Um, Latinos have been incredibly hard, hard hit. And the challenge is, is that all sort of public polling and, and certainly anecdotal evidence suggests that uh, they're also the least trusting of, of getting the vaccine, right? Um, and this is something that, that the doctor was particularly nervous about. He was excited uh, to, you know, to be that first person. And what I got to do, we were talking just before I got, I mean, literally 10 minutes before he got the shot in his arm. And he starts telling me about how, you know, he talked to his mother today and she was nervous about it. And so he literally, and it all aired live on television. He gets the shot. He, you know, everybody claps, does the thing. And he's walking by me. And I was like, hey, any chance I could talk to your mother? Uh, and he's like, yeah, come with me. And so we called his mother right on the spot. And, and, wow. and uh, you know, and, and she, she spoke, she mostly spoke Spanish, but uh, was, uh, you know, she, she admitted, she said, I had to, I said a prayer for him. I was nervous. Uh, she didn't realize that he was on uh, MSNBC live getting the, the shot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was it was it was a really it was one of those days that you're kind of proud to be a reporter. Uh, you know, we, we, we try not to root for people, but you do. You, know, you of course, in the case of public health, you do want this vaccine to work out. Uh, and so it was it was a nice day and ended up, I think, landed on the front page of the paper. So that was cool, too. It was. No, you had the front page. Dan McGowan, is that something that they are concerned about in places like Central Falls, in the Latino community? Are there many people, because I know he was kind of like, you know, please get the vaccine. Are they fearful that some of the people are afraid and are hesitant to get this vaccine? Well, I think they were very slow to um, recognize the, 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 how bad it could be, right? Remember, just remember a couple of months ago, um, I did a story, I think you and I talked about it, I'm sure, but uh, Sabina Matos, uh, the council president in Providence, she's Dominican. Yes. I remember she, she you know, goes on a, a, a local Latino radio show and she's yep. getting questions about, you know, this isn't, this isn't that big of a deal or whatever. And she was saying, no, you guys, like th- this is, it's not that you can't get it or it's not that it's not going to be bad. This is really, really bad. And I remember her kind of, she was the first person that really dawned on me, you know, that, that in her community, there was just, they were very slow to realize how bad it could be. And then, you know, I think there's always, I think in the Latino community, there's always at least some level of, um, you know, distrust for your government. Remember, if you're coming from the Dominican, yep. if you're coming from Guatemala, places like that, you know, you, you're used to, unfortunately, you're used to corruption in your government. Um, it, it, you have good reason to not trust things. And so I think there, I think all of that weighs in. And then of course, I, I think honestly, the language barrier, you know, pl- plays a, a major role to it. And so sure. I think that they're all contributing factors, but there's no question. I mean, this seems to be a problem everywhere. You see lots and lots of stories across the country where uh, Latino and, and the black population too are, are, are pretty distrusting and, and are much more nervous about it, I think, than the white population. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and there's another story uh, in the Globe that about uh, Central Falls Mayor Jane Diosa. And I'll tell you, Dan McGowan, I don't remember the last time. I don't know if Central Falls has ever had someone, not that I can remember, who is so highly uh, regarded. And there's a, a big story about he's eyeing the run for lieutenant governor. And 
he's one of those people. I don't know a lot about him. I learned a lot about him by reading it, but boy, he seems to be um, highly, highly regarded. Yeah, he's very highly regarded in the party. He's somebody who, um, you know, you've seen a million of these folks over the years. Uh, he has very strategically and, ha- uh, you know, kind of crafted his image, I think, over the last couple of years, uh, really over the last six or seven years, um, you know, uh, had smart people around him, was very quick and early uh, to embrace David Cicilline. And David Cicilline has been kind of a mentor of his. Um, you know, he's had lots of the kind of the political operatives who, um, you know, the Matt Jerzyks of the world, folks like that who are very kind of tied to him um, and who've helped him over the years. Remember, he's a very young guy, you know, he's in his early 30s. So he's not, yeah. um, you know, he certainly has a, a long career ahead of him. Um, and you know what? It's a it's an interesting story. Look, you, you were able to you're the mayor after the city, you know, goes bankrupt. So you, you got to you, know, you almost couldn't get worse. Right. And he's able to, you know, bring things back to some degree. And now as he's finishing it out, he's you know got an even bigger challenge, which is the pandemic. And he's um, you know, he's tried to lead through that as as best he can. I think he's seen as somebody who is. Um, you know, just I think he's seen as a rising star. Remember, he was one of the electors um, the other day for, uh, you know, for Joe Biden. So, he, you know, he had that role there, too. Um, interesting situation, though. He, you know, he, he's, he is a chief executive. He is certainly a liberal. He is not as progressive as the guy he may end up running against, which is Aaron Regenberg. So it sets off kind of a, a, an interesting challenge within the, the Democratic Party of these young guys who, Probably, I mean, let's be honest, Aaron Regenberg and James Diosa are probably going to be two people who we're going to be hearing about for another generation because young men in their 30s. Yep. So, so uh, that could be a really interesting primary if it actually shakes out. Now, folks, also, uh, I, I'd be remiss, Dan McGowan, I love the fact that you pointed out in Roadmap about God, Sham God. I, um, he was a phenomenal player for the Friars. He if I remember, he just he way went too early, way yep. too early. He should have just stayed as at least a senior year. I saw him. I was in. Um, I was living in New York at the time. I was in the Garden when they went down, and he was uh, part of the team. I believe that won the Big East mm-hmm. tournament yep. at that time. That yeah. that team. But um, but tell us some. You really like the piece? Yeah, about this God is that, that website, the Players Tribune, which is uh, you know not it's yep. funded by Derek Jeter actually, but uh. Um, and they do these really interesting uh, uh, stories, and sometimes they're a little bit much, but they, they do these things where the, the uh, player or the athlete kind of uh, either writes a letter to his younger self, and it's kind of gimmicky, but it, you, know, you talk about all you've gone through. And in this case, it was very much kind of a straight story about a kid, look, God, Sham God grew up in tough times, right? Grew up in Brooklyn, moves to Harlem. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is he talks about. I mean, the, the way the story leads off is he remembers walking to school and like a, a homeless guy robbing he and his sisters of of the burgers they bought, you know, so they could eat lunch or breakfast actually. Um, and and he, you know, that's like his, his uh, a lasting memory for him. Uh, and then you know, yeah, he he you know, has a great basketball career. Becomes by the way, it, it, he while he never had a major NBA career. Um, is a culture icon because of the way because of his dribbling. He was he's a fascinating dribbler, yep. um, and, and yeah. And he then he comes to PC, stays two years, leads PC to the Elite Eight that year. Uh, oh. But admits he admits even now he should have stayed an extra year. I'll tell you a funny story, John. He when when I got to Channel Twelve six or seven years ago, 
one of the first stories that I that I ever reported was it, completely meaningless, but I um, I'm at the police station and I'm going through police reports and I see the name God Shamgod and I'm a basketball fan so I know about God Shamgod. And sure enough, God Shamgod was yeah. when he was a, a grad assistant at PC or an assistant at PC. His house got broken into, and and somebody stole you know a bunch of just stuff you know typical stuff your your Xbox things like that. Um, and it it turned out to be the you know a good story for me because uh, again I know that he's this former PC basketball star. Um, and and uh, before he left PC to go to the Dallas Mavericks, which is where he is now. Uh, I remember I got to, t- to talk to him about it and I, I kind of apologized to say, hey, I didn't mean to, you know, put you on blast there, but it was obviously newsworthy and but what a great guy and uh, um, and what a great story. Again, it's in the Players' Tribune. Uh, if you have 10 minutes, go look it up. It's it's everywhere right now and it, it is totally worth your read. That picture of him and Stefan Marbury. Wow, that is big. And Starberry was a legendary, legendary player in New York, known as uh, even then right. he was known as, as Starberry yeah. instead yeah. of uh, Marbury. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a kid, yeah. No, these guys they were legends when you know when they were yeah. still in uh, in grammar school, folks. Uh, each day I start my day with a uh, email from Dan McGowan in the Boston Globe. Dan, I would like to extend yes, that. Yes, and gift it's a to gift that you can give over and over because it's free. And uh, uh, if you just send me a blank email, all you have to do, just send the email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. Uh, you, you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. And what it is, it takes you five minutes to read. You're going to have new stuff at the top, right? Today, we're previewing the Jeff Britt trial, a couple of interesting questions to ask. So you get new reporting or new analysis. Then you get all the stories we're talking about. We have that, uh, um, God, sham God story in there, but all the stories that we've done over the last couple of days, and then just a rundown of what's happening today. Today, house the house is going to pass the budget, uh, likely the state budget. So we'll see that. Um, and it's the easiest thing you get it in your mailbox every day before 8 a.m. Uh, rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow, folks. He's Dan McGowan, Dan. Great job. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store, 65% off all week long.